Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 55 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto with the fight between Sasuke and Gara. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this other than I was not expecting what I watched today. Um, and you guys need to get ready for it, uh, because it's, uh, the story of how my life got flipped turned upside down, and I'd like you to take a minute, you just sit right there, I'll tell you later, let's just jump in. Wow, I did not know where that was going at all. Sometimes you prepare, sometimes you just start quoting French Prince of Bel-Air. You literally <laughs> never prepare. Um, I, I, that's true, I actually never, ever prepare. <laughs> he doesn't even write notes, he just uses the notes that I write. <laughs> that's bullshit. Sometimes I write notes. That's just, like I'm uh, sure Dimension, that's not true. Dimension W, I did write notes about what the fuck Dimension W was about before we started watching it. Well, they weren't in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I, I love how we started getting way more suggestions on what to do next time, right after we decided what to do next time yeah. for Division W. So I was that, like, that tells me that our main listenership is like two to four weeks behind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, well, well um, uh, I guess we could log it for next time, because Dimension W is not very short, or not very long. Yeah. And uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I watched uh, the first couple of episodes oh, you of did? Stardust Crusaders, and I was like, I was like, Mm-mm, we're going to be on this for a while, because Stardust Crusaders is, uh, spoiler alert, way better than the first three chapters. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so glad to hear that. I know that like it's, it's supposed to be this great show, just in general, but I know that also Stardust Crusaders is... is apparently like a big turning point for it so i'm, I'm very yeah relieved. it is it is it is astonishingly better um great. so great anyways um we're talking about naruto today and there's uh one thing that happens that's cool in these episodes and everything else is just like oh my god how much air can you put inside of this you yeah. assholes we were supposed to cover more episodes than we're going to cover today but then it turns out the way that i try to group the episodes is by kind of major plot points um, it, if I know what's going to happen, um, versus like dimension W it's 12 episodes. I divided it by four cause that's an easy bite-sized chunk. That's not too small to justify doing an entire episode of this show about, uh, but mm-hmm. like I've seen Hunter X Hunter. I have seen Naruto. I know what happens. And so I can, I can kind of parcel it out versus Jojo's and dimension W and that kind of thing where I just divide it evenly. In this instance, the episode titles, I looked at, like, I don't know, the listing of episodes on Wikipedia, not like the Naruto wiki, but like the actual Wikipedia, and it just had the titles, and based on the titles, it looked like the fight between, well, I don't want to spoil it too, it looked like the big fight that we're going to be covering next time we talk about Naruto started two episodes later than it actually does, Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to split it down the middle because it's too cool. It needs its own episode. Uh, so we are actually only going to be covering three episodes today instead of the originally scheduled five. 
I have a gross mm-hmm. big line there where I already took notes on the first episode for next time Naruto. Uh, well, it's four episodes. No, it's it's three because sixty nine. Oh no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because it was originally yeah. six. Oh god, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think I have that many episodes to watch. <laughs> I looked and I was like, it's six. So I was glad that we could <laughs> cut those last two and move them. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to be covering sixty five through sixty eight today. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about pre-show? I have something I wrote down, but it has to do with Naruto. So that can hold if you've got anything else going on. Yeah. Um, the things that I wanted to go over uh, really quickly, um, if you haven't been keeping up with it, um, uh, the the newest episodes, uh, they just, I think they're almost done with them. I am like three episodes away from what I think is going to be the uh, the season finale of uh, the the uh, Seven Deadly Sins that's coming out in Japan right now. Wait, you're um, watching they it? Ha- oh yeah, is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's very very good. Okay, um, it's it's just as good as the first season, which is exciting because I was I was really worried about that them yeah. being a sophomore slump. Um, so. I've I've been watching that. Uh, the other thing that I've been watching is uh, Attack on Titan is back with new episodes. Um, it is uh, fine. Um, I'm finding more and more about uh, what's going on inside of the world of Attack on Titan, and I was just like, nah, "This is what I what not what I expected." Uh-huh. And I was like, "I I wanted something cooler, but I guess it's still really cool." So to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Um, You're very much thing- like a to each their own kind of person. Sometimes, <laughs> like we've been friends for a while, and we're really good. I mean, you're my best friend, so it's like. I know you pretty well, but sometimes I'm really surprised by the things that you just don't give a shit about. <laughs> um, and uh, the last thing that I wanted to go over um, is uh, uh, Fooly Cooly is out with season two. Um, it's uh, all of the episodes, I believe, are out already. Um, if you haven't gone to watch them yet, you absolutely, absolutely should. Is it good? Um, I have... I have watched um, three small recaps of how good these seasons are because I want to watch them fresh when we're actually doing fully coolie coverage. So I'm <laughs> refusing to watch them until we watch them with each other. So you're getting but yourself excited, one, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> my favorite coverage of this, by the way, um, uh, uh, we've talked about him a couple of times, but Giguk um, does oh, yeah. a fantastic episode or like. Uh, little recap thing where he goes over anime music and one of the things he talks about in fully Cooly was he was just like it's like a series of music videos that are loosely based in the same world and i was like that's true <laughs> yeah and then the next true. thing the next thing he said he's like i i looked at season two for it and i was just like oh it doesn't look like everybody's coming back to work on it again oh i'm sort of worried about it and then he gets to the same musicians putting out the music and then he was like oh i was wrong everything's gonna be fucking great <laughs> <laughs> yeah gigguk is he's really funny he's, he i i'm i've gone back and watched a lot of his older videos like from when he first started putting them out at least the earliest ones available on his channel every once in a while he'll make a regrettable joke but they are very old so i'm personally willing to chalk that up to him being much younger and it being kind of a different time as far as like what was acceptable to say like you shouldn't say it but back when he was making those videos nobody really 
knew that or paid attention to it or it wasn't a big deal even though it should have been so i like i have i've like kept myself from recommending him on our show before even though we've mentioned him a few times but like yeah he's really funny and um it looks like he puts out a lot of good content on anime pretty consistently so yeah if you guys are interested if you like youtube videos coverage that kind of thing it's a little spoilery so be warned but it's g-i-g-g-u-k so you guys can yeah. look him up he's cool yeah, the only other thing that I would say about him is I think that his best coverage and his most interesting coverage is not actually about the stuff that it sounds like he watches a lot of, which is a lot of like um like drama filled and also like um I don't know, like uh kid like I don't know, romantic animes like and the also harems and he, stuff like that. He kind of he kind of watches everything, but he does a really fantastic job. Uh, he put out a video really recently about My Hero Academia where he talked about um, why uh, My Hero Academia fights are good but not interesting, or they're interesting but not like action packed. Huh. And it's it it's a really interesting like take on it. If you're watching uh My Hero Aka, um seriously, you should watch this video. However, be aware that you should not watch this video until you are all the way caught up uh in My Hero. That um, is exactly made... why I haven't watched it. <laughs> Correct. Um because he uh does give a massive spoiler that happens at the very end of the last season. Um, before it picks up into its current Mo- arc. Yeah, most um, recent season. Not not final. No, not final, but like most, <laughs> most recent arc. Yeah. Of it. But anyways. I like, um, so we're... I love that you've been talking about like the anime that you're watching and it's like all cutting edge shit. This week I watched like some of the early episodes of Toriko, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Fairy Tale. So I'm like a decade ago right now with my anime <laughs> watching or more. <laughs> yeah. So Blake and I Blake and I have very differing uh opinions on a lot of different things instead of the anime world. Um Blake is of the opinion that you should watch only uh you should you should start watching something and even if it's complete garbage you need to finish that thing. Yeah, unless um, it's re- unless it really offends your sensibilities, but even then I'll give yes. it I give it a lot of chances. I'm like an abused yeah. uh, romantic partner when it comes to bad anime bad shows in general really yeah i'm like no but he loves me (laughs) jeez so my biggest thing about watching anime is that i will give anything a couple of episodes but after that i will move away from it um my biggest caveat to this is if it is a very influential piece of anime i will watch it from beginning to end no matter what uh what genre or what years it is coming from. Yeah. Or if people um, voted on a, it for our show. <laughs> yeah, to, to give like a really good example of this, I watched all of Gundam. The original Mobile Suit Gundam, it is not good. It is hard to watch, and it is long. So I, I would recommend it to people if you are the hugest fan of Gundam, so you can have a little bit of like history but it is it is really hard to watch, and the the fights in in it do not save it. And there are a lot of things inside of it that are just like, oh, this is just what Transformers came from. Yeah. Okay, that makes total sense. Oh, they're making basically a Voltron. Okay, this is what Voltron came from. Yeah. Okay, this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I feel like yeah we have like such similar tastes but such similar different approaches. 
So I'm like, I'll get really hung up on like the promise of a show, even if it stop like doesn't deliver it. Or I'll get really into like, well, it was good. Yeah. And you do yeah. not have that patience. <laughs> or you know what I tried to watch again recently? <laughs> what? I started trying to watch Inuyasha again recently. Oh, God. And uh, it is not good. No, it is, it's so it reminded bad. Me, it reminded me of how bad it was. And I was like, okay, let me just try to watch like the big cool fights. And uh, even the big cool fights are just like, meh. Where yeah. like... I, I remembered not super liking that show when it first came out, but it had kind of a cool premise. Yeah. And then it was like, I wonder if all shows are like this. So let me just rewatch some of the animes that like, <laughs> I remember having pretty cool fights, but I don't remember exactly what happened. So I went back and watched Outlaw Stars fights and those motherfuckers hold up. Well, those I mean, Cowboy are... Bebop's the same time period. So is Trigon. I mean, Dragon Ball Z even has great fights. Yeah. Fucking Outlaw Stars fight sequences are we fantastic we have and also, to watch that sometime because i've never seen it and i've always wanted to see it since i was a child. i will start i will start chanting the fucking pirate magic immediately if i start watching the show again yeah uh, you know inuyasha is another good example of one that i gave way too much time to i watched it it was like one of the first anime that i really started paying attention to when I, like my family was like late adopters on satellite tv so I didn't have Cartoon Network for a long time, and it was one of the big ones on like Adult Swim. So I would DVR it, and I would watch it. I watched probably, like I, I don't know, 50 episodes, maybe more, maybe significantly more. And I just kept being like, it's going to get better, right? Like, it's building to something, and it just, <laughs> it's not. It, it is literally the same problem every time it gets solved with the same solution, unless his big sword thing doesn't work, in which case it's going to work later. And it's just the same. It's just the same show over and over again. So if you like, if you like it, like it. I like a lot of shit that is not objectively great or clever or whatever. But it's that shit does not include Inuyasha. Yeah. Um, so we've been chatting a lot about this, uh, mostly because these episodes were going to be uh, blitzing through. I yeah. happen. I I, 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 I suspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Blake wanted to uh, mention before we began one of his uh, his his loves about this show, but he can he can wrap that in previously on yeah so previously on Naruto. So we are in the middle of the Chunin exam in Naruto world. There are lots of people who are ninjas, and they are anime ninjas, so they can do badass magical attacks. Um, there are different levels of ninja. Most of our heroes are. 10 to 12 years old, maybe a little older, and they're called Genin, which is basically the lowest of the low in training just out of the Academy Ninja. They are trying to become Chunin, which is sort of the lowest on the totem pole of ninja that actually get respect. And they're holding a big single elimination tournament to uh, determine who gets to be Chunin. One of the cool things about the Chunin exam is that you don't have to win to advance you just have to make a good showing. So you could lose your first round and still graduate while you could also win the entire tournament and not pass to Chunin. Um, we've got just a couple of characters to care about. I guess this is kind of ironic given what I'm going to talk about before we dive into these episodes. Um, basically, there was uh, one fight that just happened. There's just a handful of fights that are happening uh, for the first round. And they have delayed the fight that is about to happen, which is the final fight of the first round. 
It was supposed to be the second one, and it is the one that everybody is here to see. It's between Sasuke and Gara. Sasuke is the final remaining member of a clan called the Uchiha. They they are a famous, super powerful clan of ninja from the village hidden in the leaves, which is where we where all of our protagonists live. And um they were murdered in a an event that is so far in the show mysterious to us. And Sasuke is a prodigy, just like pretty much everybody from that family is. He is mm-hmm. way, way beyond in skill level, uh, pretty much all of his contemporaries. And uh, because of their special bloodline trait called the Sharingan, he has these special eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> special eyes <laughs> that can look and basically discern another ninja's technique, and then he can use it himself. Um, the opponent is Gara. He comes from a, call, a village um, hidden in the sand from the Land of Wind. This is a rival village, and Gara is a pretty messed up kid. We've learned a little bit about his messed up past. We're going to build on that a little bit more today. Um, he's definitely got some def- some emotional and mental problems. Uh, this culminates in him being extremely cold and aloof, and extremely murderous. In fact, he becomes overcome with bloodlust occasionally, to the point that he has to go out and kill someone in order to sate it. Uh, He also is kind of unique in the ninja world. There are earth-type techniques, but he is somebody of a rare breed that can use sand, and in fact, he has sand um, that he carries on his back in the shape of a giant gourd. Um, It is actually filled with other sand that he can pour out and in fact he most of the time walks around with a hard coating of sand around his body as a sort of shield to protect him Um, it looks like normal him but it's actually hard packed sand over his skin Um, so they are heavy hitters pretty much everybody thinks that these are the guys to watch in this tournament and they're about to fight each other in the first round so they Sasuke hasn't shown up. Gara's there, but Sasuke is running late. And they were going to disqualify him because he was late, but the Kazekage, which is the leader of the village that Gara is from, convinced the Hokage, which is the leader of the village that Naruto and Sasuke and all our other protagonists are from, that they should not disqualify him because everybody came to see this match, and if they disqualify him, people are going to be pissed and they're going to have a riot on their hands. Um, the Hokage was convinced, and now it is there's no more matches left, so it, he's got to show up or be disqualified, and there's no other options. Yeah. Um, so, oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say. So the thing that I like about this scenario is that neither of these characters is the main character. There's a character called Naruto. That's who the show is named after. And he he's in these episodes, but he is not important, nor does he do anything important. And yeah, I he's I love... Yeah, that's it. He's vague comedic relief attempted, but it's really just annoying. So, like, I love that about this show. I like it about Bleach. I like it about Lost. I love ensemble pieces where the main character doesn't solve all the problems and every plot doesn't necessarily revolve around them or culminate with them. I know that is kind of dubious for storytelling because really good stories focus on one hero and their journey and everything about the plot and villains and stuff relates to them. But I, I just love seeing a big cast of characters who are 
arguably almost as or just as important as the main character. And Naruto has that until the very end of its run when it kind of jumps the shark a little bit. And I love that. It's it's great to just get to like learn about new characters instead of just seeing the same character do the same fight over and over again. And oh. Naruto does that very well. And it's one of the things that endeared it to me very early on. And it's one of the things that I still like about it. All right. That's it. Yeah. I'm done. So um, we are starting out with episode 65, Dancing Leaf, Squirming Sand. Um, don't be fooled by the name. No, nothing fucking happens in this episode. Yeah, this basically is... at all. Um, so you can skip this it, episode, honestly. Yes. This episode is literally all about the gasps. It is people that are being like, oh, something is about to happen. Oh, wait, nothing is happening. Oh, something is about to happen. Oh, nothing is happening. It all takes place in the span of 10 minutes, which in anime world is 22 minutes of TV. (laughs) Um, Or if you're in Dragon Ball Z world, 10 minutes is like a fucking entire Frieza plot arc. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it. Not three or four. Fucking. (laughs) it's, It's like 20 episodes. It's a lot of the episodes. Well, I guess dude. it depends on if you're in the hyperbolic time chamber or not. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, this this has some interesting beats. Like it starts off with the fight before this was between Shikamaru, who is this really lazy, but he's super lazy, but he's like a genius tactician, and he ended up almost winning his fight, but then giving up. And it it cuts around to various named and unnamed characters. The unnamed ones being totally unimportant, just, you know, set dressing type of characters. Forehead guy. Yeah. (laughs) Dude with beard. So it goes, (laughs) it goes around and you see different people talking about his match. And um, the point is basically that everybody recognizes that Shikamaru is a genius and several of the characters actually also think to themselves that it was important that he gave up when he did. Like Kuranai, who's one of the teachers in the Leaf Village, she's like, it's, it is really interesting that he gave up the match when he ran out of Chakra. Because that means that like, if he were leading a squadron and they came upon impossible odds, he would have no qualms about walking away from it. Or like withdrawing instead of like going into a fight that they were destined to lose. And that's mm-hmm. like a good leadership quality. And I love that because this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler alert, but we're going to find out way later in the show that the results of the tuning exam are that Shikamaru is the only person who passes. And Mm -hmm. it's great because he loses his fight, but he shows off his skills. And that's the whole point of this. And I like that. But it's an extremely small part of this episode. You don't have to watch it. It's it's more important than the other shit that's happening in the episode. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. They're literally going to mark on the clock that they're waiting 10 minutes. We're going to keep on cutting back to people waiting for something to happen, waiting for Sasuke to get there, and him not getting there. There is this very, very long sequence where just people are reacting and talking about what just happened and waiting for Sasuke to show up. It is the Um, narrative equivalent of watching paint dry. Correct. So they're also going to talk about how there's Anbu members around and they're a little bit interested in this. Then, uh, surprise, surprise, Sasuke shows up with Kakashi right as he's about to be eliminated. Like literally, they literally cut him off in the middle of him being like, okay, well, they're too late. So they're going to be disqualified. Like he's speaking it, and they're like, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, 
And Gara makes his way downstairs. When Gara makes his way downstairs, there are some uh, villages from the village hidden in the grass, I believe. Yeah. And they are trying to tell Gara to throw the fight. Gara, instead of throwing the fight, murders them. And yeah. then um, to the surprise Sasuke, of no one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then Naruto and uh, uh, Naruto and fuck uh, Shikamaru see this happen, and they get brushed by by Gara. Um, who tells them that, like, he had to stop himself from killing more things. He's got all this, he's got, like, this bloodlust and all this kind of stuff. So Naruto and Shikamaru are going to, like, go and ponder on this for an entire fucking episode. Um, and, uh, Gara is going to start a fight with Sasuke next episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this entire episode is just... That's it. Yeah, that's really it. Like, you already know that Gara is murderous. They're going to show you again. We already know that Shikamaru is a genius. They're going to talk about it. We already know that Sasuke is late. Like, there is no new information outside of Sasuke is now there by the end of the show, and we're about to start the fight. But, like, if you... It's literally only the Anbu stuff. That's yeah, basically it. that that's it. And I, I don't mention that in my notes, even though it's kind of happening as a subplot throughout here. It, I'm going to mention it by the time we get to the last episode of our coverage today or the second to last. But yeah, there's going to be there's another plot that's going to take precedence before this tournament is over. And that is building in these episodes. You've kind of gotten a sense of it in the last couple of episodes, but really 65 is where it starts to be shoved to the mm. forefront as the strong B plot it, that will overtake the A plot and become the A plot. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen until we cover it. So we'll get to it. It's just kind of happening here and there. But like, if you're watching Naruto and you're not a completionist like me, skip 65. It's honestly, all you need to know is that ultimately Sasuke gets there and they're going to fight. And that's about it. That's really the only yep. important thing. Then we're into episode 66, uh, Bushy Brows Jutsu Sasuke Style. Okay, so this episode is a whole, whole, whole lot of air surrounded by, or, or with a, like, creamy nugget in the center of a yeah. badass fight. Yeah, that's so, great. So, like, yeah, so there is this, this very, like, if you're gonna watch this episode, you could honestly just look up Gara Fights Sasuke um, and you would see the five minutes that matter in like a smash cut of it. Yeah. And you will get everything you need to get from this episode. There is a really badass bunch of things that happen. The first and foremost is that Sasuke is going to show off. Not only has he gotten much faster, but he is also completely copied um, fucking Lee's technique of taijutsu and now he's fighting against gara and it's fucking flipping gara out because gara's last fight that he almost lost was against lee yeah so he's like he's like mental warfare yeah yeah it's pretty sweet and yeah i gotta say this is not so we talked before if you're new to the show i'll do a little reminder or catch you up to date every once in a while naruto and many other anime that especially long-running anime They'll pour a lot of their budget into a certain few episodes that are going to have like a really pivotal fight so that they can really get that fluid animation and the beautiful movement down. Um, this is not one of those, but the fight is really well done. Like it, it's exciting. It gets you going. It, it has a lot of cool moments and, and trading blows and stuff like that. Um, it's just there's a lot of fluff around it like something will happen and then we'll go look at the characters reacting to it 
Um, mm-hmm. There's also the B plot that I mentioned that's building on the side, and that takes a little bit of um, time away from this, and also a little bit of steam away from the plot um, mm-hmm. sort of momentum. Um, the yeah. other thing that happens outside of the fight is that Naruto is so frightened by Gara that he and Shikamaru go to Kakashi, who is Naruto and Sasuke's teacher, and they beg him to call off the fight because Gara is just too murdery. Uh, yeah. It's not going to work, and the fight will continue and continue to be awesome. Uh, I don't yeah. know. So, do you want to hit some more points in the fight? Yeah. So Sasuke is going to um, Sasuke is going to completely, completely baffle um, uh, Gara. He's going to move too fast for Gara. His attacks are stronger than Lee's attacks, and he's more predictive because he has a Sharingan. So he is not able to get hit by anything that Gara is trying to throw at him. He remains completely unscathed until Gara decides that he is going to use his secret technique. Um, for some reason, Gara is pouring an insane amount of chakra into the sand that's coming up around him, and he starts chanting this um, uh, this this uh, whole bunch of different jutsus to himself after he's surrounded himself completely in a super strong sand ball. He has put all of his chakra inside of that into this weird little eye that's watching from the outside. Um, the way that the sand ball works is that if you try to attack it, it will shoot spikes at you, but it will not um, attack you if you are not attacking it. Um, Sasuke gets hit a little bit by these spikes and then decides he is going to use another technique. So he runs across the field, runs all the way up the side of the wall, and pulls his arm down to the side. If you've watched Naruto before, this is going to be your first introduction again to the Chidori. Um, yeah, and that's going to technically happen attack. in... Yeah, it's awesome. This is technically going to happen in 67. So the, basically, what you need to know about 66 is they fight... People react to it. B-plot's moving along. There's a little bit of fluff. Uh, it is worth watching, and that's a good episode. Uh, but like Spencer said, if you want to cut out the bullshit and just watch the fight, you can probably find it comp- compiled together on YouTube. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our personal taste judgment. But I, I enjoyed 66, even with the sort of narrative speed bumps. Um, yeah. So 67, we're really going to bite into the fight, and we're going to get a really cool couple of moments. So 67 is late for the show, but ready to go. The ultimate secret technique is born. That is completely incorrect. There are way more ultimate secret techniques. Um, You will see a lot of them later. Um, Some of them introduce giant monster things that you can fight with. Yeah, much more ultimate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for real. That like one beast bomb is like way more powerful than like a hundred Chidori's. I'm just saying. Yeah, Chidori <laughs> is badass, totally. Yeah, but it is not the ultimate secret tech. It's not even a secret. Mike Guy knows about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike Guy. My guy is the person that talks all the fuck about it, by the way. This um, is, anyways, yeah, the ultimate secret a- technique that is neither ultimate nor secret. <laughs> No, nor being born. <laughs> That's right. It's not even new. It's pasta. <laughs> Anyways, so so this episode starts out with them talking about it, and we're going to get a really hard uh, right turn into our B-plot. Um, there is going to be a lot of B-plot happening this episode, building up. Um, one of the things that's happening on the side that we have been kind of ignoring in our coverage is that there are a bunch of sand and sound ninjas that are teaming up to surround the village hidden in the leaf. 
Um, so they are um, making these giant summoning uh, like areas um, where lots of uh, you know terrible things are probably going to be summoned. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Anbu is being terrible at its job. Um, they are going and like searching around the village to make sure nothing bad is happening. Yeah, but the, really, they're just kind of missing everything always. <laughs> the the uh, that's kind of what they do for the entire show. So the Anbu are that's this is funny. I haven't actually thought about this before. So there's probably some section of story where I am what I'm about to say is not going to be true. But for the most part, the Anbu are they are like the super secret, super dangerous. Um, spy police of the you know the village hidden in the leaves. I think other villages have their own Anbu, and they they kind of have this facelessness thing where they all wear comp- masks that completely cover their face and have sort of like animal features on them. And um, they are they are dangerous, powerful ninja, and you know that because the characters say it a lot and are impressed when they're in the presence of Anbu. And the only thing that the Anbu ever seem to successfully do is sneak up on people or be in places where they weren't noticed. But then every time the shit hits the fan, they are like always just the mooks that get killed off by in large numbers and are otherwise completely ineffective. And like, I get it because they're faceless unnamed heroes or sorry, they're, they're faceless unnamed characters that are not like our beloved heroes and stuff. So like, sure you can throw them into the wood chipper a little bit but like they really build them up a lot they do not pay off at all and what's funny here is because they're masked what we're going to discover as the b plot overtakes and becomes the a plot is that a lot of the people who look like anbu are actually not so like the anbu have been essentially infiltrated or at least the okay it's not like the spy organization has been infiltrated. This is not Hydra being in shield. This is like people have just shown up dressed as the Anbu and everybody took it for granted that they were this, you know, super spy secret police, but they were actually like infiltrators and the real Anbu is off doing fuck all somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, um, this, uh, fight is still happening. Uh, Sasuke has summoned the Chidori and he runs it straight should, into the side you of- You should tell uh, them what Chidori is and also okay. what its name means. Okay. So the Chidori is an, uh, uh, an ability where you hyper-focus, um, your, um, you hyper-focus your chakra into the striking point of your hand. Um, at the very tip of it, it creates a almost, um, uh, like it, it creates an effect that kind of looks like lightning. Um, but the way that the Chidori is expressed is, um, the only reason it looks like lightning from both Kakashi and from Sasuke is because the Chidori is a, um, expression of their chakra element, which is going to be fire. Um, so the way that it is expressed, if you have watched Avatar The Last Airbender in its most perfect form, is lightning. Um, so it makes a shocking effect at the end of the hand, which it, because it's crackling together, sounds like a shit ton of birds. And so it goes by the name Chidori, um, which stands for, I think, a thousand birds. Yeah, something Um, like that. The other thing that it's also called is the lightning blade, which is Rikiri, I believe. Yeah, um, and when which 
they talk about Mike Guy is talking about this and he's like Chidori, also known as Raikiri, but like Chidori is used by Sasuke and Raikiri is used by um Kakashi and like they look like they could be different versions of the same technique, but they yep. definitely do not behave the same way or have the exact same effect. But Mike Guy's like, no, that's another name for it. And I'm like, it's not. It's not actually. They're different techniques. Like, yeah. So the the reason I looked this up was because I was very interested to find out like what inside of this world would happen with um with the Chidori if it was expressed by somebody who maybe had like a water technique or uh somebody who had like earth style jutsu or something like that. Um and it would it would emit your chakra so that it would look like to to have like the exact same form. Um but it would it would have like a different it would look different in your hand. Well, so Anyways. like the water one would be like wavy instead of zigzaggy and jagged or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. Also just to protect against us getting on actually lightning is also an element in Naruto. You get the four elements, fire, earth, water, <laughs> wind, and lightning. Sasuke is fire elemental, but he also is lightning. Those are his two. So that's why his Chidori works. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Correct us. <laughs> Uh, also, whatever. Yeah. So Sasuke is going to use the Chidori to stab into the big uh, sand orb that Gara is hiding in, and then Gara is totally going to have a nobody makes me bleed my own blood moment. <laughs> instead, instead blood, of just taking not funny. <laughs> instead of just taking the hit and keeping on doing his technique, he is going to lash out immediately. The way that he lashes out is something that we have never seen before, um, or at least we haven't seen a form of it before. Yeah, we've got a giant, weird, veiny sand arm that yeah. has spiked fingers at the tip of it, striking um, it out with is, foreshadowing, basically. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It it almost catches uh, Sasuke. Sasuke gets away before it really hurts him, um, but he is taken aback and he has to like stand far away from it. Um, and then the the sand around Gara begins to fade away just a little bit. Um, as soon as this happens, though, there is a signal that is given, and the sand ninja begin their attacks. Um, they immediately start trying to start summoning these gigantic three headed snakes. Um, the um, there are like smoke bombs that are thrown down. Um, uh, one of the Anbu members that is clearly not an Anbu member, he is using, um, oh god, what is it called? Uh, uh, god, why can't I think of the name? Genjutsu? Of the He's using Genjutsu to make everybody fall asleep. Everybody falls asleep except for, like, the the stronger ninja that are older. And, and then also, also Sakura. <laughs> Sakura, for some reason, I guess. It's because um, realizes there's Genjutsu. Sakura is good at Genjutsu because the author was like, "Shit, I didn't give her anything that she's good at, <laughs> so she's good at yeah. Genjutsu." Because the other two guys, Sasuke and Naruto, on her team are not so, or yeah. they're at least they're good at other stuff. So, yeah. So then um, there's going to be a whole bunch of jumping around, and then uh, the Kasekage is going to take the Hokage captive, and that's the end of this episode. We're going to go right into episode 68, Zero Hour, The Destruction of the Hidden Leaf Village Begins. Yeah, um, this is where B-plot becomes A-plot. The tuning exam is no more. Hope you weren't attached. Yep. Yeah. So, um, 
down inside, oh, I'll, I'll take this into kind of like three different areas that we're going to be covering. Um, we'll cover the far ends of the village, what's happening down in the bottom of the village, and what's happening on the rooftop. And kind of get used to this because this is going to be like the three different sections that are important because the the plot is going to break into three sections and then down to two at some point. Um, and it's going to ha- be happening the entire time that the siege is happening. Um, so just be aware that it's going to be kind of broken up like this. Yeah, so it'll, the first it'll be a little happened, rough on our coverage, but it's pretty good storytelling. Yes, it is actually... It is actually one of the coolest uh, things that happens in Naruto at this point. Yeah, um, I would I would say that it is it is going to be some of the most rich fighting that's going to be happening, other yeah. than the really cool fights that happen inside of the tournament. We're even um, going to get some good animation in our next uh, Naruto episode that we cover. So close. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm pumped. I haven't wa- I haven't rewatched it. I think since I originally watched it, and I am so excited. So, the first thing that I'm going to cover is the least important thing that happens. Giant snakes are breaking down the edges of the city. What we are going to see is that the hidden village, uh, the, the, uh, the village hidden in the leaves is going to get completely smashed. Um, and Not as completely really... as way later, but yeah, it's going to get wrecked a little bit. Yeah, it also shows that like the people that are guarding the village seem to be terrible at their jobs. Well, also, <laughs> there are some fucking like giant snakes attacking, and during this entire attack, the people on the edge of the town that are like teaching the little kids how to become ninja murderers when they grow up don't even fucking notice it. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're, they're just like, kind of that chilling smoke out over there. Junior yeah, exam must be crazy today. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> They're going to be dealing with some stuff. They're not going to be really paying attention. Okay, second thing that's going to be happening, uh, if you want to go ahead and jump into it, what's happening in the stadium? Uh, this is with the students, or on the, not the roof of the stadium, right, but in- inside? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's a couple of different parts. One, Gara, he... So the arm that came out, we're going to see several characters react pretty... Uh, with a lot of shock that this is happening. And we're going to learn fairly quickly from Gara's sensei that he is their trump card for this operation that they have just begun. And because of the way that he behaved in his battle with Sasuke, he's going to need some time to recover in order to serve as that trump card should they need him. So they're going to call on Gara's siblings. That's Konkuro and um, Temari. We saw them in previous episodes, if you want to learn a little bit about them. I know we talked about Tamari specifically in our last Naruto coverage, and I think Konkuro was one or two before that. Um, Not super important right now. We'll talk more about them later. And uh, they're basically going to be tasked with getting Gaara out of the city. They're going to take him to the outskirts so that he can rest up, and then he'll be ready in a little bit to come back in and sort of finish things up or um, you know, overcome whatever obstacles they may encounter. So the three of them are going to head out. Then the proctor of the tuning exam, who is on the Leaf Village's side, is going to tell Sasuke to go after them and finish off Gara as part of a ninja mission. He's no longer um, being treated like a tuning, or he's no longer being treated like a genin. He's getting a tuning style mission because the village needs all hands on deck, essentially. 
And then there's this mm-hmm. really fucking badass situation where Sasuke's like, okay, I'm off. And he starts to go, and then the sand guy throws two kunai after him. He's like, you're not going to escape. And he throws them to try and kill Sok- Sasuke, but this, the leaf guy is totally ready for it and throws his own two kunai, kunai and hits the other dudes out of the air. And it's really cool, and I'm into it. Um, so they're going to leave, and then that's going to happen sort of midway point of the episode. Um, at the end of the episode, we're going to be setting up one of the major plots, which will be pursuing Gara and Sasuke with Naruto and Shikamaru and Sakura. Sakura, as you'll recall, is still awake because she has Genjutsu training. Naruto and Shikamaru were knocked out, except we're going to find out that Shikamaru was actually faking it because he's lazy and he doesn't want to get involved. Um, so Kakashi and Mike Guy are two of the people that did not get knocked out because they're way too cool for that shit. They are fighting off some of the intruders. There's a really cool scene where Sasuke, or sorry, Sakura stands up when she realizes that Sasuke is gone which exposes her and she gets attacked. But before the attacker can land a blow, Kakashi shows up and, and totally kicks their ass. And it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kakashi's like, Hey, your job is to wake up Naruto and Shikamaru. You guys have an a rank mission, which if you'll remember is very high up. There's only one rank higher. Um, that is basically a ranking of difficulty and importance. He's like, Naruto's going to be fucking thrilled because Naruto keeps begging them to have missions that are important and interesting. And so their mission is going to be, you guys need to go after Sasuke. And correct me if I'm misremembering this. I believe their mission is to stop Sasuke from attacking Gara and actually to like regroup with him and then sort of find a place to hide in safety and wait for more instructions. So Yeah, they're not supposed to actually attack Gara. Um the the guy who told um told him to go after Gara was probably not thinking very straight. Um, especially because um, it, you can really tell that Kakashi knows that something fucking weird is happening with this kid, yeah. and you probably shouldn't go out there and just poke a you know a sleeping bear. Right. Um, but that guy from the exam is just like, I fucking hate bears. Um, so he's just. Gonna... <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. That's exactly <laughs> that was exactly his reasoning. So yeah, yeah so they're he gonna head even... out. What? Go ahead. He doesn't even like bears. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to head out to try and stop Sasuke from the mission he was just given with the mission that they were just given. And uh, that's yeah. that's pretty much what's going on in the stadium. Cool. So, the final thing that has is happening and will be the actually most important thing that is going to happen over this entire next section that we are going over is that the Hokage is going to be taken to the roof by the Kazikage. Um, the Anbu are going to try to go and save him, but they're not going to be able to get there in time because they're cut off by some other Anbu members that are jumping through the air. They are knocking people out of the way, they end up taking off their stuff, and they end up being a, a group of ninja called the Sound Four. The Sound Love Four becomes the Sound Four. They yeah, they have a favorites. bunch... Yeah, they're probably the best villains that come out inside of this area. They're also like your your mini bosses to the main boss, which is going to be revealed, which is going to be Orochimaru pretending to be the Kazekage. They are going to summon a technique, which is called a burning barrier. It looks like a weird kind of dark uh, shade that comes up around. Yeah, it's like um, a, it's like a translucent Hokage. force field. 
Yeah, but it turns out when you jump into it like one of the Ambu members does, you just burst into fucking God, flames. Ambu and he such idiots. <laughs> he just he just dies so fast. Yeah, um, and he just like, the falls Ambu's on the ground. Credit, Kakashi used to be one of them and is a total badass, so they're not complete failures, but they are pretty close. Yeah, anyways. So this is what's going to be happening, and everybody's going to be like, oh shit, it's Orochimaru! And then Orochimaru is going to be like, I'm finally awake after stabbing himself in the hand. And the Hokage is going to be like, I can fight. And then we get it backed up by Kakashi being like, don't forget, the Hokage can fight. And we're just like, oh shit, this fight is going to be sweet. It better not be the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're going to learn a little bit more about Orochimaru that we may or may not have had confirmed. Uh, It's definitely been intimated, but Orochimaru, he used to live in the Leaf Village. And in fact, Sarutobi, which is the the Hokage's actual name, Sarutobi trained Orochimaru. He is going to be like, you were my student, you know, and now you're back. You're like an ungrateful student. And so they, they have a history and we learn a little bit about that in this episode and then they are going to fight and it's going to be fucking great. This is this is probably one of the best fights in Naruto. Definitely in Naruto part one. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to be our coverage for this week. Um, we are going to be back after these credits to talk about what we are covering next week in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. After these messages... Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level 5 sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. I can't even. I just can't even. I'm so excited. Yeah.